0: Come with me in the Word of God to the book of Acts, chapter 11. Looking at this this great book of Acts, uh, some call it the Acts of the Apostles. I like to call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is all through this um, early formation of the church. As it should be today, I think too often we discount the role of the Holy Spirit. You heard me speak on that before. I think a lot of it becomes comes from a misunderstanding of God's Spirit. Um, But God's Spirit certainly moved in the early church and moved them to do some great and wonderful things. So Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 19, uh, my paragraph title says here, The Church in Antioch, and that's exactly what this is all about. Verse 19, Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except the Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number of those who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears Of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of the Lord, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God for a blessing on the reading and on the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Do we see trouble on the horizon? Or, or are we going through troubles right now? I would say that yes, um, I, th- I think we have many kinds of personal trials that we're going through. I'm, but I'm talking more about corporate trials. I mean, we certainly had um, big time trials when it came to uh, COVID. Uh, we had uh, trials when it, when it came to um, you know, the election of 2020, which was a mess. Um, we had a protest going on where cities were being burned even that year, and it was just um, a chaotic time. It's been a chaotic time. We had a chaotic two years with uh, COVID, and I think that um, you know, anytime we get into an election year, there, there's chances for more division, more opportunities for more division, political division. I think it's sad when um, you know. I, I know the world is going to be divided over politics, but I think it's sad when the churches is divided over politics, and we shouldn't be. Uh, politics is, is a function of, of the world, I think. And uh, Christians are um, in God's kingdom, representing God's kingdom to the world. So those kinds of divisions, I think, are wrong for us to get into. But nonetheless, um, I think it provides um, th- th- this kind of chaos and, and, and even trouble and suffering for us. And, and we we're going through personal struggles as well on top of that. And uh, we, we have a, a, cri- a cultural crisis in America, especially concerning drugs and things that are, that are just pouring into our country. And um, it, it, it's sad what, what we're going through. And I think, I think 2024 has a chance to bring us um, even more trouble. But you know what, as I look at the book of Acts, they had all sorts of trouble going on, especially under the oppressive Roman Empire and, and also uh, rejection from um, other religious groups. Um, you, know, you, had, you had the imperial cult of Rome. You even had um, uh, people who, who held to the Jewish religion um, and, and others. It's not just about the Jews. I don't, I don't mean that. People will, will label you an anti-Semite if you say that sometimes. But, but, it, but there are also many Jews who came to Christ too, so we've got to keep that in mind. Um, but you know, there was all sorts of trouble on all sides that the church was facing during this time. And yet they persevered. They kept going. They kept on. And I think that the key for us as a church to keep going on in, in troublesome times that are going on around us in our world is to do what they did and stick closely to the Word of God, in particular the message of Jesus Christ. But looking at this passage, you know, it starts off talking about the persecution that arose over Stephen. If you go back and look at uh, chapters 7 and 8, you can do that on another time. Uh, you'll see what happened to Stephen. Stephen was um, chosen as a steward of the church. The disciples were saying that um, the church is too much for us to manage, so let's, uh, let, let's, let, let's bring on seven people who can distribute uh, the, the food to those who are in need of, of our congregation. And so they, they uh, chose some, some men. Uh, one of them was Stephen, another Philip, to uh, kind of oversee this. And they wanted men who were full of the Holy Spirit and, and uh, you know, trusted in the Lord. Now, I can tell you that when, I, when you read later on in Acts, you don't see Stephen serving tables. <laughs> you see him going out preaching God's Word and witnessing to people and defending the, and defending the Gospel. You see Philip... Going to um, other people, and uh, he he goes to a, a eunuch um, from um, Ethiopia who who happens to work in, in the court of of a famous uh, queen in the Ethiopia, and he was reading the book of Isaiah. Um, uh, this uh, eunuch and Philip encounters him on the road and gives him the Gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and all of a sudden Peter is, I mean Philip is um, whisked away in the Holy Spirit from that scene to to another place to go and preach the gospel. And so these men, even though they were servants in in the church, serving the church of Jerusalem, they were going out and being faithful witnesses as well. But Stephen got caught up in a controversy um, with with the Jews and uh, basically arguing from the Old Testament that Jesus Christ um, was God's Messiah and that they had killed Jesus. And so... um, in anger, Stephen was stoned to death and a persecution broke out against the church and there was a young Pharisee named Paul who would go and seek out warrants, so to speak, to arrest these, these blasphemers who were calling themselves um, you know, converts or the way and uh, he would go and, and try to arrest them. But the other part of this story, which is, which is really good, is that this young zealous guy... Whose, whose whose Jewish name is Saul? You know the, these guys all had a Jewish name, then they had a a Greek name. Saulus Paulus would be um, Paul's full name here, I, I believe, um, but they called him Saul. That that was his his uh, Jewish name, his, his Hebrew name, and then of course Paul would be his his Greek name. Um, but anyway, Saul at this time um, is is traveling on the road to Damascus with warrants to arrest Christians. And he encounters the living Christ, and boom! Um, he's knocked off his donkey, so to speak. He's blinded. And um, Paul has a revelation of Jesus Christ and finds out that um, you know Christ is real. Christ is God's Messiah. And he, hears, he, sees, he sees the Lord Jesus in his brilliance, and he hears the Lord's voice. And he goes and... Um, uh, meets Ananias in, in the city of Damascus, and uh, he, is, he gives himself to Christ, he gives himself to, to the way, and there he is uh, baptized, and his eyes were blinded from the light, and he, um, he was healed from that. And, um, and, and, and Paul becomes a great force uh, for the church later on. Um, or or, or well Saul, but he began using his, his Greek name when he, when he spoke to the Gentiles. But anyway, that's the history here. So so after Stephen the martyr was martyred, there was this uh, great persecution against the church of Jerusalem, and and the Christians, um, many Christians, fled to other areas. And and a lot of them went to Antioch, which is in Syria. Now if you know anything about Syria today, you know that, that Antioch still exists, and there's a church there in Antioch. And some of the some of the earliest known um, Christian believers were there in Antioch. We're talking about going back to the first century. And one of the reasons that, that I was um, really, really nervous about this big civil war in Syria is when ISIS was still in charge, they were putting these, these Christians in cages, descendants from the earliest form of the church here, and, and, and they were you know, burning them alive for not recanting Jesus Christ. A great persecution broke out. In fact, you know, the Bible talks about in Revelation that before Christ comes, there would be a, a great tribulation, a persecution of Christians. And uh, I kind of thought then that, hey, maybe this is... Um, I mean, m- more than any other sign I've seen, maybe this is where uh, Christ comes back. But of course, He didn't. And um, sometimes our expectations are thwarted on those kinds of things. We can't predict when Jesus is coming back. He said He would come back, and that's what we have to trust. But anyway, some of the earliest Christians lived here in Antioch. In fact, it says here that the believers or the disciples were first called Christians in the city of Antioch. And what I see happening is here that it says that even though they had been dispersed from their home city because of the persecutions, even though they had been thrown out and run out, they remained faithful to preach the message of Jesus Christ especially to their own Jewish brothers and sisters. Because these were Jewish converts and they, they were preaching and teaching their Jewish brothers in the synagogue. And many of them were coming uh, to Jesus Christ and were saved. So, so in spite of all this, this trouble and strife, these faithful early believers continued on giving the message of Jesus Christ to others. And it's sort of like what um, Jesus predicted at the very beginning of Acts. Jesus told his, his, the, the eleven disciples minus Judas, because Judas said they had betrayed Him, He told them that you are to wait in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And then He says, And you will be My witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the utter ends of the earth. Now, they had been witnesses in Jerusalem because when Pentecost happened, about 3,000 converts happened on that day. They had been going around to the cities in Judea and spreading the gospel, which, which Jesus predicted. Even as far away as Samaria, um, the ones, uh, there, there was always a conflict between the Jews and the Samaria, Samaritans they went to Samaria and the gospel was, was preached there. And the Holy Spirit fell there as well. But now here they are in, in the Gentile area in Syria, outside of, outside of their country. And the church is forced to start over there, so to speak, and, 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 uh, and, and, and become effective. And what happens is, because of their faithfulness, Antioch becomes the center for Christianity um, in, in those early days of the church. And eventually it says that there were some people here in verse 20 from Cyprus and and Cyrene who came to Antioch and they began witnessing to the non-Jewish people. Some translations will say Greeks, some will say Gentiles. Um, The the Greek word for for Greeks is Hellenists um, or Hellenisti. Um, That's... That, that, that's who they began preaching to. So you had, you had Jews trying to minister to their own people, the Jews. Then you had other people from other areas coming and minister to, to the Gentiles and the church because that they remained faithful even in the midst of all this trouble and strife that was going on. Because they were faithful, many more people in Antioch came to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Antioch becomes the center of Christianity. Now, somebody who was... A faithful and good man, full of the Holy Spirit, came from the disciples who were still in Jerusalem, by the way, and, and, and they came up to Antioch to see what was going on. We keep hearing all these big things that are happening. And he comes and he sees what happens, and he's, he puts his stamp of approval on it. And, and Barnabas you know, tells them, it says here in verse 23, When he came and saw the grace of God, the blessings of God that were on his people, so to speak, he was glad... And he exhorted them, or encouraged them, as nobody put that, all of them to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Barnabas came up, this, this man who was well-respected in the church in Jerusalem, and full of the Holy Spirit, came up and said, you guys are doing a good thing, keep it up, keep going, he encouraged them. And, be, and, and because the, of this encouragement, and because of being led by the Spirit. It says, you know, Barnabas was a man led by the Spirit. He came and he energized this church of Antioch. And he ended up bringing Paul, the, or, or Saul, I guess we should say at this point, he hadn't started using his, his Greek name yet, he goes and, and grabs Saul and brings him to Antioch and says, look, here's some Christian believers. This would be a good place for you to begin learning about Christianity and, and, and what we're teaching here. And so from there, Saul you know, he changes his well, he, he starts using Paul. Some people say God changed Paul's name, Saul's name to Paul. That's not what the scripture says. Paul just started using his Gentile name. But either way, Paul began his mission uh, to the Gentiles from Antioch, the center of Christianity. And so because of, of their faithfulness of, of these believers, because they, they stuck together, because they stuck with the message of Jesus Christ, because they kept going out and spreading that message, that good old gospel message of Jesus Christ and His salvation, the church grew. And, and, and it grew naturally and, and organically. And uh, God just poured out His blessings on them. Now, sometimes I wonder what would have happened if, if the trouble and strife had not gone on in Jerusalem. And I'm speculating here, of course, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, when we face uh, trouble of this kind, when you and I face trouble of this kind, uh, a lot of times, sometimes we, we uh, tend to wilt away in our faith. And, and, and we tend to, to turn inwardly, sometimes away from the church and sometimes away from God. When things are going tough, our inclination is, um, okay, I'm gonna, I can't go to church right now because th- things are so hard for me. I just uh, don't know if, if, if I can, can take being around people. Uh, sometimes when, when we face trouble and strife, it, it, it's easier for us to w- withdraw from the trouble because um, our, our natural inclination is to go with the flow and not cause uh, other people trouble. Or we might still hold on to our faith in Christ and still believe in Him, but when uh, the world around us is yelling at us and, and, and is chaotic and is, is, uh, seems to be so anti-Christian, um, you know, we, 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 we want to withdraw and, and not let people know that we are Christians, but privately we try to hold on to our faith. That, that is our, our natural tendency as human beings to, to do that. It, it is a natural tendency within us. But I want to encourage you today that no matter what trouble or, or trial you're going through, whether it's personal or whether it's, it, it, it's this loud noise that's happening in our culture, um, Christ wants us to remain faithful and to continue to focus on the message of Jesus Christ and to tell others about Jesus Christ. We must remain true. We must remain steadfast as He says here. We must resolve to our purpose that is given to us in Christ Jesus, because Christ told His disciples, as as I was saying before, um, but before His ascension, He gives them uh, the great commission, which is to go into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them. Or He says, "Go and make disciples of all nations." Excuse me, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have taught you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And then he tells the disciples before his ascension, he says, Remain in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then you will be my witnesses in, in uh, Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the other, other ends of the earth. And those are the things that he told us to do. That, that's the mission. That's the purpose of the church. And if we hold on faithfully to that, um, even in the midst of opposition, even in the midst of trouble and strife, even in the midst of our own, um, our own personal struggles, God has promised that He will bless us and give us the grace that we need to continue on. If that persecution, as I was saying, had not happened, I wonder if, if, if the church would have ever left Jerusalem. <laughs> I really wonder if the church would ever have left Jerusalem. I think they would have stayed there maybe basking in in the glory of what was happening, uh, basking in in God's glory, basking in their newfound faith in Christ. Um, We were talking uh, yesterday in men's breakfast, how the old has passed away and the new has come. The old man is gone, the new man comes. That glorious transformation where where, where my past is swept away and, 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 and a new person is made in Christ... Um, that they were basking in the glory of that and, and thrilling and having joy in, in, in that uh, conversion that happens within them. Um, I wonder if they would have, if it had been for the persecution, if they would have ever said, okay, it's time for us to go out into the world as Christ commanded. I, I, I think the disciples would have been content to stay there in Jerusalem. I think also they had this idea that. Okay, Christ died for, for the Jewish people. He died for people like us. And I, th- I think they would have con- maybe continued ministering to the Jewish people, but how far outside of, of Jerusalem would that have gone? Would they have kept God's command? I, I, I think they, they would have um, sat there and, and have gotten satisfied and eventually um, stagnated, and eventually w- w- once the, the, the thrill... Um, went away, I, I think maybe um, it, it might have um, died out as a movement. But because of the trouble and strife, because of what was happening, um, because of, 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 the, of the martyrdom that was going on, because they, they ran from Jerusalem in fear, um, God, in a way, sort of forced them out, out of their comfort zone, uh, so to speak, out, out of their homeland, and, and thrust them in, in, into these other cities. Um, to, to, to start bringing the gospel. How far w- w- would it have gone? Christianity conquered the Roman Empire without firing one, one arrow or, or, or one using one sword. You know how? Because God and His power began winning people to Jesus Christ heart by heart, person by person, and this early church um, was faithful to continue on. But it was all powered by God's Holy Spirit, all driven by God's Holy Spirit. The good news of the message of Jesus Christ, we know what that is. We know what that is. All have sinned, Romans talks about, and fallen short of the glory of God. And they are justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. In other words, there is, no God's, there is no grace of God for forgiveness of sins without the redemption price that was paid by Jesus Christ. And we have to receive Christ's redemption and have faith in Christ's redemption as, as the Son of God who suffered and died for our sins and then rose again to eternal life in order to have the, this glorious salvation, to have our sins forgiven, to be accepted by God's grace in, into His kingdom. And because the whole world is caught up in their sinful rejection of God, we have a duty to go out and and preach God's truth to people that God has made a way for us to be redeemed from our own sinfulness, our own wickedness, our own um, corruption, our own chaos, our own evil. And that's how you and I can, are going to be lights in, in a darkened world. That's how you and I are going to be lights in troubled times. Not just in supporting one political candidate or another. Or not supporting uh, you know, uh, one, one political side or another political other. Not, not getting caught up in, in, in these uh, games that the worlds play, but focusing like a laser beam, so to speak, on Jesus Christ and the good news of salvation that is in Him, and fulfilling our purpose and spreading that to other people. We need to be thinking about that. You know, um, our purpose, and and we adopted this purpose statement years ago about when I first came. It's always in the front of our bulletin right right there. Um, Welker's Crossroads EMC exists to love God through vibrant worship, to love others through Christian fellowship and making disciples who grow in their faith, and to serve the world through compassionate ministry. And sometimes, you know, um, that, that's there in our, in our uh, bulletin every week. Sometimes we, we might pass over it because it's, it's there all the time. It's a standard thing. But, but, it, but it's important to remember that our purposes are in loving God and loving others and then serving the world. Those three things. Loving God, loving others, and then serving the world. And we have to remember that. We have to keep that focus. We have to uh, make sure that that our own hearts and lives are, are right with God, that we are filled with His Holy Spirit because we cannot possibly do this without the Holy Spirit strengthening us and guiding us. We have to make sure that, every, that, that our own hearts are right with God, that, that we are surrendered to God's Spirit so that He can strengthen us and give us power, but staying focused on as, as you know, a resolute heart, an unwavering, steadfast idea, a grand idea, that God is saving the world through His Son, Jesus Christ. And if we keep the main thing, the main thing, God has promised that He'll bless us. He'll bless us with whatever we need. He'll bless us with whatever growth we need to see. He'll bless us in whatever finances we need help with. Not to say that there won't be struggles along the way, but God has promised to be with us. Lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age, He said. So I would say, you know, we we talked about our recommitment to last week about God's covenant. And, and being obedient to God in Christ because of the salvation that He's given us through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now I would say it's time for us to go, therefore, as Jesus said. Go out. Be like this church in Antioch. They, 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 they were forced out of Jerusalem because of a bad situation and troublesome times. But, but, but they took that opportunity to hold on to the message of Christ and begin spreading it up to others. We need to take the opportunities that were given Because there's a lot of trouble and strife out there in this world. A lot of people are searching for something because their lives are empty. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the answer. We have the truth. And I want to pray for you this year, and I want you to pray for me this year, that we become recommitted in our hearts and lives to spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'd say what we... As, as believers need to do, is, is to refocus ourselves um, first and foremost to the Holy Spirit. And we do that first and foremost by prayer. We, we, we need to pray and ask the Lord to, to search us. And ask, us, ask Him, Lord, if there's any sinful way within me that would keep me from um, you know, doing, doing rightly what you've called me to do, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. Is, is, is there anything in my life that, that is sinful? Anything that, that, that is hurtful to you and to the cause of Christ? Lord, I don't want to live as a hypocrite. I don't want to um, preach the message of Jesus Christ and, and of His goodness and salvation and yet not live up to its standards myself. Lord, search me and know my heart. That's, I think that's the first step that we should ask or do for ourselves. <clears throat> and then secondly, to really learn the gospel of jesus christ to know what it says sometimes we we listen to the messaging of the world around us which says that as long as i'm a good person i'm going to heaven as long as he he as long as as, as long as i'm a good moral person i'm going to heaven as as long as as, as you are doing right and taking care of your family and And uh, reading your Bible and and doing this and that, as as long as you are a good moral person, you're going to heaven. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'll repeat it. The gospel of Jesus Christ is is this from Romans. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by the grace in Christ Jesus. No other way to be justified except by the grace of God. Excuse me, the grace of God. And, that, and that, even that grace of God is through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The price that He paid on the cross for us. There is no other way into heaven but to surrender to Jesus Christ and say, I repent of my sins, I accept you Jesus as, as the Son of God who died for my sins, who paid the price to bring me back. And I ask for your Holy Spirit to change my life. That's the only way to be saved. We need to be preaching that message to others. We we need to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to know what it says. It's not just about being a good person so I can go to heaven one day. Or it's not just about being good so that I can pull um, God out of my pocket when I need Him. It's always about Jesus Christ as the center of my life. Because of His great love for me, I can serve Him with love back. <laughs> and, I can, and I can love others and serve them as well. We need to refocus. our We need to, we need to repent. We need to, we need to come to Jesus. We, 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 we need to ask Him to search us. And then we need to um, get that gospel into our hearts so that it becomes natural for us to share it with others. I, I've looked at all sorts of plans. i looked at all sorts of ways to present the gospel. And I think that those can be helpful but until we get it into our hearts and minds that, that Jesus Christ died for me and He died for you too, and that is the only way to make it into heaven. Until we get that into our hearts and minds, um, I, I, don't, I don't think those things are going to be very effective. And until we get the boldness of God's Holy Spirit in our hearts, th- those things aren't going to matter. I think they can be helpful... But they aren't going to matter until we in our hearts, our own hearts become committed to that. If we want to see a change in our culture, if we want to see a change in our neighborhood, if we want to see a change in our church, if we want to see more people coming into our church, then we have got to get focused with resolute purpose on the message of Jesus Christ. Let's stand. And let's pray. Lord... I just ask, God, that you would help us in this year. Help us even as we've recommitted ourselves to you. Help us to commit to your mission, your purpose that you've given us. Help us to be resolute in our desire to see other people come to Jesus Christ. Even in the midst of trouble and trial, even in the midst of rejection, Lord. God, I pray that you would help us to be resolute and strong so that everyone we meet, they know that we are believers in Christ. And that they can come to Him and receive the same kind of comfort and help that we have. Lord, I pray that You would bless us today. Be with us as we go from here, Father. Lord, dismiss us from this place, but God never dismisses us from Your glorious presence. Go with us and be with us through our week. And it's in Your name I pray. And ask all these things. Amen. If you allow me to get to the back, you may be dismissed.